episode 33. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, let's go west. I want to go to Colorado today. The beautiful Denver area, just magnificent vistas. Once you go there, it'll take your breath away. And also what'll take your breath away is this fine young lady, Kimberly Ott, singer-songwriter from the Denver area. So let's find out all about Kimberly's world. Strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. Great. So today I am in the great west of the United States, the great western nations of Colorado. You know, I'm talking like it's Indian territory, but I have with me today Kimberly Ott, a phenomenal singer, songwriter. And uh, Kimberly, welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hi. How How are you doing? I'm doing well. Great. So you were in the studio this week, so I know, you know, you're probably walking around with this glow, you know, this aura around you. Yes. (laughs) Doesn't that do it for everybody, right? Anybody who has that experience knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it makes the whole day better. You're like floating. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, um, hey, so you're, you're in the Denver area, is that correct? Yes, I am. Okay, so the folks who don't know, because um, we have a lot of friends from Europe um, who listen to this show, uh, you know, Kimberly is from Colorado, Denver, Colorado area, and a just amazingly beautiful part of the United States. And um, it must be uh, awesome to, you know, get up and view that and just soak in all that beauty every day. It probably inspires you. So tell us about uh, growing up for you. Is uh, Denver area always been home? Uh, no, I actually grew up in a very small town in Nebraska. Okay. Um, called Valentine. Oh, the how nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. So you must have written a song, Valentine. No, actually, I haven't. Not yet. It's coming. Trust me. It's coming. Yeah. (laughs) You got to do it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So tell me about Valentine, Nebraska. That's got to be, it sounds to me like a small town. Yeah, it's a very small town. Um, Back then, there wasn't even like 2,000 people and everyone knew everyone and it's a ranch community and um, it was it was fun growing up when you're a kid, but when you get older, like there's not much to do here, so you have right. to like <laughs> yeah. go off and expand. And you had the artistic spirit, so you needed you needed influence wherever it was yeah. coming from. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. How, so tell me, Kimberly, still um, relatives back there? Any family back there? Yep my um, my mom, my dad, my sister, um, and some of my nephews live back there. Okay, so what inspired you to pick up and go to the Denver area? Um, I went to art school here at the Art Institute of Colorado. Oh, awesome. How was that experience? It was good, um, moving to the big city and being creative and being an artist. It felt like I was finding my way finally. (laughs) Right. So... Did you? How did you become connected to music? Did it happen as a as a young girl, a small child? What what? When did this all happen for you that you decided, hey, I'm I'm getting this music bug? Um, yes, I um, 
I didn't do it when I was a kid. Um, I always wanted to, um, but I wasn't allowed to do music classes and stuff. And I actually just started um, almost seven years ago, started taking um, music lessons, actually. I Googled music lessons, piano lessons, and voice lessons. Seven years ago? Yes. Wow. So you're a relative newbie. Yes, I am a newbie. Yeah. So you, you said you weren't allowed to. Why weren't you allowed to? Was there a uh, law in Valentine that, you know, <laughs> listen, if I catch you with a piano, you're going to get your knuckles broken. <laughs> what happened in Valentine? <laughs> I got to um, get out there and straighten things out. <laughs> I, I know. Um, actually, my um, parents, they raised me a uh, Jehovah's Witness, and we weren't allowed to do extracurricular activities after um, school or before school. Right. So, so that so that put a, a tremendous damper on your creative spirit, I imagine. Yes, it did. Yeah, so you probably didn't know that you were, like, suppressed as an artist. Like, you know, this was like, you know, it was probably dying to come out of you, yet, you know, you had to live by the rules of the family. Yeah, I was always um, taking old um, VSH tapes and recording music videos and Soul Train and... (laughs) Right. Watching, like, escaping through music. Hey, but that's, you know, that's the outlet, so you got to go for it, right? Yeah. Like, whatever's available, I'm going with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. so how about how about the rest of, you have brothers and sisters? Um, I have an older sister, and I had an older brother, but he passed away. Oh, I'm so, so. sorry. Oh, it's, it's oh, that's okay. That's horrible. So, how about your sister? Is she, is she musically inclined? Um, no, but... She likes to sing when she listens to the radio. <laughs> she say it again. What does she do? She she's not musically inclined, but she likes to sing when she listens to the radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we, you know, we all like to do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when she gets together, do you let her sing harmony with you? You know, when you visit. <laughs> um. No. <laughs> no. No. It doesn't work, right? No. You know, you want to be respectful, but it's like, listen, sis, you just don't have it going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so tell me what's going on with you. Um, you know, musically, you said you were in the studio. What was going on uh, in the studio this week? If you can just give us a little little teaser. Um, yeah, I wrote a new song. It's kind of empowering for women and... Um, talking kind of like about the double standards still. I mean, it's um, of uh, men and women and stuff. Right. And so um, it's about that. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds like another story. Love it. Sounds like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Kimberly, I just want to give people a little taste of what you're all about. So can I play just this? Um, I want to play this Cut Just One Kiss because I love the title and I love the song. Sure, yeah. Okay, so this is Just One Kiss with Kimberly Ott. Just one kiss, now you're gone. Oh, I love how you made me feel. You held me close in your arms. Then you kissed me. So tenderly With your glance Laid upon me Into your soul I 
I could just stay yeah, I'm getting some chills in me. Wow. <laughs> that kills. That's amazing. So, you know, it's amazing when I talk to you, Kimberly. You've got this sweet little girl voice, and then you start to sing, and it's like, oh, my God. You're very evolved <laughs> as an artist. You're very evolved. Oh, thank you. You remind me of... Um, Billy Holiday in that, and because I don't think you sound anything like her, but your approach is very, very unique, and it's like you're owning it. You know, just one kiss. Where did that come from? Um, well, it was, um, you know, like um, chemistry. It's like rare to find chemistry with someone, right? And um, that song was about having. Um, chemistry with someone and um the feeling of um kissing them and stuff and sensations running through you and then that was that was just one kiss and then you never see them again that actually happened wow once yeah couldn't um, could, couldn't we get you on one of those TV shows to to find that person? Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> no. like just even just describe the kiss. Maybe that would help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's heavy. I mean, that's a awesome, awesome. I mean, Thanks. just the vibe of that song is like is, is amazing. It's just amazing. I really love it. So tell me about um, you know, you're playing piano on that. Um, I do play piano, but not, I didn't record that. Um, okay. Okay. So I, how did you get connected to piano? I mean, did you just start like say, well, you know, I got this music vibe. I'm in the school of arts here and I'm just going to say, start with piano. Is that that, how that happened? Uh, yes. Okay. And I wanted to, um, learn how to write songs also. How did you learn to write songs? That's always an interesting one. Like what led you down that path? Like, I mean, uh, that's too many questions, but when you first decided, you said you were intrigued with it, right? The process. Mm-hmm. So you said, okay, I'm going to do this. So your first approach, was it just grab a pen and, and pencil, I'm inspired? Or what, what made you do it? How did you do it? You know, what was the process the first time? The first time was um, writing lyrics on paper and, you know, putting my emotions on what I've been through and stuff on paper. Right. And then right. kind of like singing out loud at first. I didn't use a piano. Just sing out loud and like finding melodies and stuff that would go with the lyrics. So you but you discovered your voice in a in a relatively short time. I mean, mm-hmm. I can say this because uh for me it's taken like probably seven times longer than, than you <laughs> to develop my style. But I, when I listen to you sing and your approach to music is just magnificent. So what, did you know immediately, like when you started singing, did you say, wow, where's this voice coming from? I didn't know I had this. Yes. Um, yeah, so you were surprised. Yes, yeah. Oh, yep. it's so great that you went to art school. Yeah, yeah. We got to go back to Valentine and say, hey, you, you missed so many good years of me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you, you shut down, but I, you can't keep me away forever. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so now as you, as you moved on and you know, your, your relatively uh, short career that has been blossoming, um, you started writing more songs. When did you decide, I'm going to record one of these? When did that process happen? 
I always had a feeling in the back of my head that I wanted to record them once I got some um, good things out on paper. And it was um, kind of um, when I was taking my music lessons, I was going out in Denver and going to all the all, all the local open mics and stuff and starting to sing and stuff and meeting people. And at one of them, at the Metal Arc, I met my producer, Chris, and it kind of like was a, a natural flow after taking a few years of music classes, having a few songs, and it was kind of like, well, why not? Why not? That was the next step naturally for me. So you were, you were brave to get up and do an open mic. How'd that feel? Like, did you have to push yourself up there? Yeah, it took yeah. me uh, a year and a half, actually, to get on stage. Yeah, it's frightening. You know, the only right. thing that I can, I can equate this to, like being, did you get up solo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I think more brave than this is stand-up comedian. Because, man, oh, oh, you're yeah. up there with just you and your instrument, and it's like, it's so nerve-wracking. You're going, well, it sounded good to me, but I don't know, man. Are these people going <laughs> to like what I do? So I, 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 I acknowledge and I commend you for pushing yourself because a lot of people never even make it, and they always should do it. And um, mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you did. That's awesome. Thank you. So um, I want to do, I want to play another one here. This is called Lonely Tears from Kimberly Out. Check this one out. I'm so lonely. I'm so blue. Can't do anything since I don't have you. I'm all confused. Don't know what to do. Crazy good, crazy good. Love it. Yeah. So I have to tell you, that is just, I mean, really great production. And, um, you know, your voice, like you have, uh, you sing effortlessly in that lower register. It's your, your tones are just gorgeous. You know, your, your vocal tones, really, really great. 
Thank you. I'm still so, working on it. Well, yeah, it's it's an you know we we just we're always a work in progress, right? That's forever. But but thank God that it happens that way because what would happen if you just arrived like completely and there's no more work to do? It's like, how do I go home from this? Where do I go? What do I do now? You know, I guess mm-hmm. I'll be a farmer in Valentine. You I know. know. <laughs> Hey, um, can I ask you, as a writer, um, there's a lot of things I want to ask you, but as a creator, a writer, do you have a favorite time of day? Is there a certain uh, time of day that you're like, I really got the juice going now, I got to write now, or is it just any time it happens for you? It's like any time it happens. Um, if I'm going through something usually, or it'll just come to me like I'm going through some kind of emotional state, and I'll be either driving or in the shower or I'll I'll have a dream or something and it'll come to me and I just start getting the paper out and writing. Okay, so anytime, any place. Anytime, any place. That's yes. great. That is just great. You know, and we talked before we did the interview, we got to know each other a little bit and you're a yogi like myself, correct? Yes, I am. I love hot yoga. Yeah, hot yoga is the spice of life. I mean, um, does that ever, do you ever feel like that pulls like um, inspiration out of you? Does that do anything for you for uh, a, from a writer's perspective? Yes, it does. I feel like it centers me like throughout the crazy day, you know, of, like um, crazy traffic, people all in a rush and stuff. It brings me back to my core and centers me and helps me heal and helps me you know, find out like what's really real about life. Yeah. And that whole thing, that traffic thing and being on the road and road rage and everything. I was, yeah, yeah, I was thinking like we should, what we should do is, you know, the crossing guards that wear those like bright colored things. I was thinking, let's turn them all into yogis and then people would see them doing in downward dog. And, you know, instead of road rage, they go, Oh yeah, I got to breathe. I got to calm down. You yeah. know, we need something to stop this road rage thing. I know, like you just feel it from everyone. It's yeah, because like, people get all bent out of shape. And, you know, you ever notice that the road rage thing, it's like never about you that cut them off that they're angry about. It's something that happened at home. It's the job. And it's just the, the car is the thing to take it out on and the person in front I of know. you. Yeah. Yep. So um, I want to ask you also about performing live. Um do you play pretty much around the Denver area, or do you do you have you found time or opportunity to to go further than that? Like, what's your gigging thing like, and are you gigging now? Um, yes, I um I book all my um shows here around Denver. Okay, I've been performing at local music venues, but I would like um as I grow to go perform other places around the United States or around the world even. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, and you should for sure. Hey, um, what's your favorite? Like, as far as doing like events, playing events, is there a favorite that you have? Like uh, festivals or um, you know, small intimate venues. Like, what would be your favorite gig to do? Uh, my favorite place here in Denver is called the Meadowlark. Okay, it's this old building, and you actually walk downstairs to get inside. And there's like all this like old brick and stuff everywhere, and the lighting is all dark and like candles and stuff. So it's right. really intimate, and it's like it creates this feeling once you go down in there. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you get a chance to play there often? 
Yeah, I'm actually performing there next month, so I'm excited about Great. that. Great. What, what's yeah. the date, if, if we can get this out in time? <laughs> yeah, um, September 17th. Oh, probably not, but but I wish yeah. I could, but uh, but that that's great. Best of luck on that. And um, where else? Like, where else around Denver? Um, do you pretty much stay, like, in Denver area, or? Yeah, or else um, I've played at a, a place in Boulder, too. Okay. Um, which is a very unique town. <laughs> and, you know, also, you've been to the Durango Songwriters Festival, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, great. And uh, I just want to shout out to Katie Laurel. And thank you, Katie, for introducing Kimberly to me and this show. I was so happy to, uh, to uh, have this opportunity. So, you know, I also want to ask you about marrying me. And no, that's not a proposal. You got to watch me with yeah. it. Kevin's, he's devastating with a double entendre. You just don't know what's <laughs> going to happen here. So you wrote this cool song and uh, it immediately struck me the title. And I said, marrying me, this is the title alone intrigued me. And uh, and then I love the the way, the sentiment and the song and the, the concept of it. So uh, can you share with me what that song in our audience, what is that all about? Yes, um, I, was, I was writing the last song on my album and it was about um, loving myself for the very first time in my life, of um, not having very much self-worth growing up and being in abusive relationships and then also doing other crazy things in my life. <laughs> right. And um, I was writing a song about loving myself and um, one day I went for a long run. I think it was like a six mile run or something. <laughs> and when I run, it's also kind of meditative for me. I zone out and start visual, visual, visualizing things in my life. Right. And um, this thought came to me, um, why not calling it marrying me? Because in sense, that's what you're doing. You're, you're healing. You're learning to love yourself. And so I switched some of the lyrics up and... I'm like, why not just make that my album cover? And <laughs> so that's how that all came about. So that was the that's the title of the album. Is mm-hmm. it? Oh, okay. Oh, great, great. And uh, for people who are like unfamiliar with this uh, process, I think, um, I think, yeah, learn self love as you called it is so important because I don't think it's possible to really, you know, have a really really cool relationship um, until you get that piece behind you and yeah you know you get comfortable with yourself and say you know not only am i not a bad person i'm pretty damn good you know yeah yeah so and i think once you you like you've done you've acknowledged yourself and you've recognized all your gifts and talents and your place in the world is uh something to be you know something to be appreciated by you and everyone else that surrounds you so Here's, I want to play a little bit of Marrying Me, Kimberly Ott. Dig the bells. Face the past, don't want to face the past, feeling incomplete. 
That is awesome. Very, very good song. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's um, great lyrics. And again, great production on that, too. Um, my my hat's off, and I don't have a hat, but I'm pretending I have one, and it's off, to uh, all of your production team and great musicianship also. Really, really good. Um, my producer is um, Christopher Bloom. Christopher Bloom. Chris, you're rocking it, man. Uh, I love your approach. Very, very good. I mean, what he did was he um, he really nailed you as far as understanding like where you're coming from. And I think that's so important for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I don't think all producers get it right. And when they do, it's just magnificent what it does for you as an artist. It's really incredible. Hey, um, you also, Kimberly, are good enough and kind enough to reach out and help people um, in hospice. So tell me a little bit about that. What's it like um, when you're doing this kind of work? I feel it's very, um, it's peaceful and spiritual. And I really like that they appreciate um, things I do for them. So much in this world is people taking advantage of other people and stuff like that. Um, So you're just really there for them at the last part of their life. And and they really appreciate it, which I enjoy. And um, it's almost a blessing. Um, a few weeks ago, this lady passed away in my arms, and I saw like the life leave her eyes, her soul. And just it made me really reflect on what's important in life. And um, I just, it just that we go to another place and it's hard for you to describe that experience i can tell yeah it's like something that's um it's almost like the words just can't do it you know yeah yeah. but but how does this um and does this impact your view on life and your artistry like being in that environment seeing somebody who's gone through you know, in some cases, many, many decades of experiences and life and watching them come to terms with that and, and deal with it, um, you know, does that leave you with, um, you know, possibilities for music? Like, what, is, what are you thinking about after something that amazing happens? Um, yes, and actually, that's one of my um, songs I'm going to start writing. Um, it's about the lost experience. But it makes it it makes me want to work harder and and go for the limit because we're only know, here for a minute, right? We're here for such a short time. I know. <laughs> like we don't realize that, you know. It's like it's just like a it's a blink of an eye, you know. Life is very fleeting. Yes, it is. But it's good. 
it's yeah it, it is. is good <laughs> it is good <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta play another one here and um you know, I, I'm digging your music, and people who want to know about Kimberly, you can check out. I'm playing some of the things from uh, Reverb Nation and some from SoundCloud. Um, and uh, her music is just awesome, as you can hear. So um, before I ask you about this one, let's play the track first, and then I want to ask you about Love is Possible. back and see where I've been taking advantage taking for granted and wonder if love is gonna come my way I'm so down inside I don't know if it's really real what if there's another Nice. Another great production. Was that Chris on that, producing that one as well? Yes, it was. Yeah, great. Hey, um, Kimberly, tell me about um, who, who inspired you musically. Like, where do you get your inspiration from as far as who inspired you musically as you grew as an artist, which was yesterday, you know, in your seven-year career? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh- <laughs> When I was younger, I always listened to soul music. Okay. Um, R&B. I love that. Um, That was mostly what I was listening to when I was younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. How about now, like when you're chilling out, who do you like to listen to now? Like what's your favorite like stuff when you're just like, you're not writing, you want just enjoyment and you just want to maybe if you're running or chilling out, what do you like to listen to? Um, I love um, Anthony Hamilton, like Sade. Oh, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's kills. She, she kills, yeah. Um, Adele, Leela James, um, Alicia Keys, um, Mary J. Blige. You keep good company, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. 
all you know and it, it kind of shows in it you know those are the tells i mean you're not surprising me with any of these artists because you have a um you know a stellar quality to your work which is just great and your approach to music is um is very unique and uh and just pulls you in immediately it's just great thank you so as we're winding down here, like what does the future hold for Kimberly Ott? What are you really excited about this year? Like what's, what are you like getting up in the morning and go, man, this is just killing new music, new records, new gigs. Um, anything you want to share with us as we, as we march down the, uh, the long and winding road and end of this wonderful interview? Yes, um, just keep putting one step in front of the other and keep pushing myself to go to one the next step and endless possibilities and keep writing, keep getting my voice better and performing and getting more confident on stage. Great. Best way to reach Kimberly Ott for our fans out there, your new fans, um, like people that want to reach and connect with your music to purchase your music, how can they get to you? Um, yes, um, my website is KimberlyOtt.com. Also, my music is on iTunes and like all the like Spotify, Tidal, all those. I'll have um, all sell my music. Okay, great, great. Hey, Kimberly, it was a pleasure to have you on Dharmic Evolution today. Uh, enjoyed your music. I enjoyed hanging out with you and learning all about you in the great, wonderful Denver, Colorado area. And um, hopefully I'll see you at Durango real soon. But thank you very much for being here and being part of this show. Yes, thanks for asking me to be a part of it. Denver, love it. Gotta dig it. It's... um. Great talent out there and um, great inspiration just being in Denver. Um, the few times that I've been out there, it's always like just stop and it takes your breath away. Amazing place. Um, Kimberly Ott, what a great lady, great songster. Uh, there is wonderful opportunities in the wings waiting for her that she doesn't know about yet, I'm sure. And uh, I hope you guys are digging the Dharmic Evolution. I'm trying to bring you two awesome shows a week now. Uh, we've been doing this for a while, and if you are digging the content, please swing over to dharmicevolution.com. If you, if you haven't signed up yet, just put in your email address, and I have all this really cool content on there. It's just all the past artists with their websites, their photos, little snapshots of what they're doing, some videos, and you can just scroll right through it and pick out what you like. So um, that's it for today. I had a great time with you guys today. Hope you enjoyed this interview with Kimberly. And please go to iTunes, put in a review. We would really appreciate it if you would do that. And um, I personally would be so grateful um, to hear your, your feedback on the show. So until next time, I'm James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. And I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Yeah.